from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. We're going to be joined shortly this week by County Commissioner Tommy Calvert. Uh, But before Tommy joins us, uh, we're going to open the program a little bit differently uh, this week with a a short uh, kind of monologue as I go through and talk about uh, some current security events and other things that uh, I've seen going on out there in the uh, cyber industry that may be uh, interesting to y'all. So uh, one of the uh, big things that has come out is uh, that hot news everyone's been uh, talking about in our security world, and it's leaked over into the mainstream press and media well, is this thing called Vault 7. It's the dump of all of this uh, CIA uh, information out onto WikiLeaks about uh, cyber hacking and cyber espionage. And just uh, recently uh, as well, uh, coming in here uh, earlier this week leading into this program, some new rumors and speculation that the uh, CIA is uh, able to eavesdrop on every brand new factory fresh iPhone uh, even out there. So uh, this is uh, one uh, where you have uh, these security issues and you have these sophisticated uh, parties that are always looking for flaws and weaknesses in the system. And we've um, had some conversations as you uh, with other uh, guests on the program before uh, about what defines really these uh, cyber rules of war, what defines uh, war in cyberspace uh, versus in the physical world. And this is, is one that uh, I'm urging uh, our legislature to uh, sit down and figure out sooner rather than later. Uh, we have the the rules of war and the Geneva Convention and all these things for all sorts of uh, the physical, actual direct war. But on the, the cyber side, the global policymakers have not gotten together yet to uh, dive in and really tackle what are some difficult issues. Because if you uh, imagine uh, that there were uh, thousands of uh, people from a foreign government uh, in and office buildings around the U.S. rummaging through paper filing cabinets, uh, I think we would be having a significantly different conversation in Washington, D.C. Uh, but because this is all virtual and there's just virtual people going in through the digital virtual file cabinets, it seems to get this uh, little bit of a, a pass, this uh, less uh, of, a, of a focus out there. And this is one that we really do need to go address as we have regulations such as HIPAA, the Healthcare uh, Information Act, that is requiring uh, doctors uh, and hospitals to make all medical records electronic. So uh, these rifling through the uh, virtual filing cabinet is going to have medical records. It's going to have uh, all of our, our banking records are all electronic at this point. So important information out there is now digitally stored in these digital filing cabinets. And we're not getting the, the laws and the really global government uh, regulations and agreements on uh, what is a, an act of war and what is not an act of war that's not being discussed. 
uh, at the, the levels it needs between different uh, government agencies. On this week's program, uh, we're going to uh, dive in with uh, Commissioner Tommy Calvert on a little bit more local, talk about what's going on with uh, cybersecurity in Bear County, uh, talk about uh, what we are doing here in San Antonio, Texas to make this the number one uh, cybersecurity economy in America. So I'd like to thank uh, County Commissioner Tommy Calvert for joining us on CyberTalk Radio this week. Thank you, Tommy, for coming out. It's an honor. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So see what's going on in the jungle here. Yes. No. It's a <laughs> uh, yeah. So for those that don't know, we record CyberTalk Radio uh, out of the Jungle Disc office downtown. There's a studio built in the office there. So uh, the commissioner's downtown in San Antonio with us today, checking out the uh, tech scene. Things going on here. I love I love doing that because uh, that's the future. Technology, information technology is the future. Yeah. So tell um, everybody a little bit about your background and uh and how did you end up as a county commissioner? It was not on my plan. I can tell you that much. I uh, never grew up thinking, hey, I want to be a county commissioner. And I, I think it's important to tell people what the heck is a county commissioner. And then I'll lead up to my pathway there. Absolutely. So we're like many governors in a local area. We implement the laws of the Texas legislature. So unlike a city council person who has the ability to create their own ordinances, I don't. If uh, the Texas legislature hasn't passed a law, I can't do it. So it's a little bit different in that the majority of the state is rural. And when you have a big urban county, you, you have a lot of things that you need to do that uh, are not issues that the rural uh, Texas uh, communities are thinking about. But just from a brass tax standpoint, uh, we are over the budgets of our system of justice, so the district attorney, the sheriff's department, your constables, justices of the peace, district uh, uh, clerks, uh, uh, district courts, rather, uh, juvenile, uh, your whole system of justice, as well as health. So the big things that the county does are justice and health. So the university health system used to be called the Bear County Hospital District. Uh, and of course, it's a multi-billion dollar agency. So uh, in total, we oversee about $6 billion worth of stuff aggregated in different ways. So you have, we oversee the mental health care system, which is the Center for Healthcare Services. We build infrastructure uh, in primarily the county areas, streets, drainage, uh, but of course, we, we know if, projects that we're doing within the city, like uh, San Pedro Creek right next to you here uh, in downtown San Antonio for flood control purposes. Uh, but we also do everything from veterans benefits, your county clerk, we do economic development. Uh, it uh, we've got 5,000 employees, uh, and uh, I represent about a half a million people. And for the folks who live in what we call unincorporated areas, which means uh, they don't live in a city, um, I have 12 towns in my precinct, I am their only form of local government. Uh, so it's a, it's a fun job. Yeah. So you 500,000 people um, asking you to change the law, which then you have to go up to the uh, but, Texas legislature and yeah. ask them to change it. Yeah. And that's a completely dysfunctional uh, place yeah. <laughs> because, you know, they meet every two years for six months and try to process thousands of bills and hear testimony from a state as large as Texas with 35 million people. So, uh, you know, you got to really uh, start uh, with a, a running start in advance of the legislature in order to have a chance to get things done. My own pathway to this has really been uh, service. So my dad was the president of uh, 30 neighborhood and civic organizations. I didn't have much of a childhood. I was uh, at neighborhood meetings, uh, getting streets paved that were messed up, uh, getting drainage where people died because of flooding 
getting banks to invest where they previously redlined and didn't invest in the southern sector of the city, uh, fighting crime, shutting down uh, places where there was drugs and murders and illegal activity, uh, fighting environmental issues. So uh, going up to Austin to the uh, Texas at the time, Texas uh, Natural Resource Conservation Commission, now known as Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. Uh, so I, I was very blessed to have um, the exposure of an activist family and household so that uh, by the time I uh, decided to run, um, I'd already helped deliver over $300 million in new infrastructure and other investments, medical clinics and all kinds of things. Uh, and so I think I became the youngest county commissioner and the first African-American county commissioner because helping the community is what I have always done. And now I get to do it in a much larger uh, sphere. And it's very, um, it's very exciting to do things like uh, take my experience living in Boston, living in Washington, living in Los Angeles, living in, in France and living in India and bring uh, the cutting edge of the way urban environments ought to be uh, to San Antonio to move our city forward for industries like yours. Uh, and just, you know, we always, in leadership, you have to be prepared for challenges that you may never have seen and never have thought of. We obviously can anticipate uh, a lot of the educational trends and technology trends and the business trends. And so it's been, I haven't had a computer class since uh, seventh grade, literally, uh, but my leadership instincts told me, uh, and, and partly because of my mother, my mother is the head of business IT and a whole bunch of departments at San Antonio College, and she actually told me the government of India has a goal of training 100 million of their constituents in IT. And guess what? They're using cameras and distance learning of San Antonio College and other Alamo College District uh, teachers to teach the people of India about IT courses. And so I go to schools and I highly encourage young people to explore careers in IT so that we can have a local pipeline ready to work at places uh, all across this new tech corridor along Houston uh, Street. Uh, and, and, and to that end, we can talk later about some of the curriculum that, I, that I've been able to work with the community to try and, and move forward. But it is, uh, it's very gratifying to be able to serve the community in that way. Yeah. So you're one of four county commissioners in, in Bear County? Yeah, and there's uh, uh, the county judges elected countywide, so five of us on the commissioner's court. And then if we go through the, the hundreds of counties all across Texas. 254. 254. Do each of them have four county commissioners? By state statute. In fact, Texas has more elected officials than any state in the United States because of this system. Okay. So you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You get to learn a little more about how our state works all the time. I, I'm sure people love to have more elected officials than any other state in the country. Yeah. Well, I, and for, for a county like this where you're representing 500,000 people, it makes a lot of sense. And if, yeah. you, if we keep driving out I-10 through like uh, Congressman Hurd's District 23, there's some counties out there where I think more people may live on Houston Street in San Antonio than live in that entire county. That's probably true. That is an accurate statement. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, so you said that you represent uh, 12 different cities inside mm -hmm. of your district? Yeah, Live Oak, uh, Shirt, Cibolo, Kirby, Converse, uh, Elmendorf, uh, Windcrest, um, uh, St. Hedwig, uh, um, San Antonio. I'm going to forget 
Cibolo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of them. A bunch of uh, basically yeah. up and down the uh, the I-35 corridor. Yeah. And the northeast I-35 and then in the southeast down 37. Yeah. Yeah. Past uh, Elmendorf, as if you're going into the Eagle Ford shell. So I have Brook City Base to the west. I go uh, to Ten and Hildebrand around uh, Beacon Hill, Alta Vista. I represent downtown, or at least 95% of it, uh, the Riverwalk, the Alamo. And then I go all the way, everything down 10, as if you're going to Houston to the county line. And then everything northeast up, uh, you know, Lookout Road and up 35 to the Guadalupe Bear County line. Yeah. So and the, the city and the county uh, collaborate on a number of things. So like as we've got a, a city election here coming up in May uh, and there's a, a city bond on that election. You said so like the county's put some funding into the San Pedro Creek project. And how, the city will uh, for bridges yeah, as well. Yeah. So how does that kind of collaboration work um, in in this type of environment where that bond may or may not pass? Like, it, but your cycle's not the same as the city cycle. So how do you guys coordinate those? Well, number one, I'm supportive of the city bond uh, and most of the projects that are that are there, um, and it, it it's important because. I've been making the argument, I'm the first elected official, I think, to make the argument that it is important that we reinvest in our core neighborhoods and our historic older neighborhoods that are starting to deteriorate uh, because it is, it is actually the fiscally conservative thing for your county government to do because every time people move out to sprawl mania in, in Baird County, the periphery of the county, your county government and some, many times your city government, but in, in my case, we have to build new streets, new fire, new, uh, in our case, sheriff or the city of San Antonio police. So the fiscally conservative thing for you to do is to invest where you already have streets and fire and police and bring those historic communities back to life. So I've been pushing for a housing bond. We are 30 years behind every major city in America with respect to reinvesting in our core. Uh, again, I know that because I've lived all over the world. I've traveled all over the world. And um, we're very behind. Austin's done a decade of housing bond. They're on their second, probably getting ready to go into the third uh, housing bond. And, uh, in my, in, in, in the, and so I was able to get about $20 million in the city of San Antonio's bond. Uh, I would have loved to have seen $100 million, but I was able to get uh, the mayor and council to put $20 million for uh, neighborhood uh, reinvestment. Now, it's not exactly as I would have done it, but it will do a lot of good. It will make housing more affordable. That's critical in particular for millennials because millennials are burdened with college debt in many cases that is astronomically higher than uh, my parents' generation had. And so uh, most of the housing stock that we see in the, the Pearl area and downtown uh, you know, the rent structures are anywhere from $1,200 to $1,500 for a single bedroom. Yeah. Uh, but given a, a new graduate who's uh, bridled with, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of uh, college uh, loan repayments, uh, you know, they're going to make a choice to maybe move a little further out on the periphery where a single bedroom is going for maybe eight, eight you know, 50 or something yeah. like that. Um and so that is part of what keeps us from not having a dense core where you have young professionals con concentrated in a singular place. It also leads to higher incidences of DWI because you have uh, folks going out in the nightlife and it's spread out everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so it has effects on our environment in terms of commute time, in terms of time away from families uh, because of the sprawl. Uh, 
so the housing bond that the, or rather the, the money for housing that the, uh, that the city is proposing would help developers uh, with land acquisition. It would help with the utilities like your saws and CPS hookups. So that lowers the cost. Uh, we have other things that we need to do. Uh, your city and the county, for example, where you're at here on, on Houston Street, we have a Houston Street tax increment finance zone where we take the money of new revenue from your appraisals and reinvest it within an area. Uh, we have had only a focus on market rate housing. Now, I believe it's time for us to do market rate and affordable. And actually, that's a big misnomer because affordable actually is what your market can afford. Sometimes people think affordable is just for poor people. That's not what affordable is. It's about what your market can, can afford. So the average household in Bear County makes about $48,500 for a family of 2.7. Uh, I don't know how you get 2.7 uh, folks in a household, but that's the statistician's uh, way. And, uh, and so you need to have rents or mortgages between, frankly, about 600 to about 1200 on the high end in order to meet the market and affordability demand. And that's what I would love to see for downtown San Antonio, is that folks of uh, not just, you know, what I can afford because, you know, I've got, I've got two jobs. You know, many yeah. times I'm working overtime, working all the time. If I seem a little tired, that's, that's why. But uh, in any event, uh, what the city will do is some good, but the county needs to step up and at least match the $20 million in the years to come or else, because we can make ourselves more competitive. Yeah, uh, We already have a lower cost of living. And if we could just get that housing spot a little sweeter and, and with the infusion of more tech jobs, we can become just as, as expensive as Austin. Because I want to recruit a lot of tech jobs. But we know that the higher wages can also lead to higher rent structures. So here's a way for us to stay competitive with Seattle, where I visited last year, uh, and some of these other places around the country. Yeah, for those of you listening on iHeartRadio, uh, and you hear Commissioner Calvert here is joining us from Bear County this week, uh, talking about rent for a, a one-bedroom in a walkable urban core in downtown at twelve dollars to $1,500 a month. If you're listening from uh, Boston or San Francisco, uh, those those yeah. numbers sound amazing yeah, I know, to you. I know. I remember. I remember. I used to live in Boston, and, and so I, yeah, I remember when uh, I graduated in about 2002. and was looking in the South End at apartments around 1,200, and think, God, that's a, you know, it's a hefty, hefty load for me to pay. But I bet it's probably 2,000 or something right now. Yeah, I know. I know in Seattle it's like four in their downtown. Yeah, the one bedrooms in downtown Seattle with uh, all the even with all the development going on there, they're not keeping up. And this is uh, something as we start to grow the cyber jobs and the tech jobs here, uh, companies can become wildly successful very quickly. Like if you you look at an Amazon up in Seattle, uh, 15 years ago, they they hardly had any employees. They uh, took over an old VA hospital up on the hill and uh, they hadn't built any buildings. And now if you go to the Lake Union area there in Seattle, I think there's probably five or six high rises that are all just Amazon. So, uh, with the, the the pace that a tech company can grow and evolve, and like look at just Rackspace here in San Antonio, started off downtown uh, 15 years ago and uh, now has a whole shopping mall that's theirs for an office campus. And uh, that type of growth uh, with the tech, you you've got to start getting these things in place well ahead of time where you end exactly. up where with the uh, seattle can't keep up uh, and, right and actually seattle started their housing bond 35 years ago yeah it's almost as it's it's almost as old as i am uh, there you go we little taught that i am yes but, uh, yeah 35 years ago in 1981 they did their first housing bond 
and it has been wildly successful. And they would tell you, we wish we could do more affordable housing. Yeah. So going through, so if I have, uh, I was thinking about moving to San Antonio and moving to Bear County to uh, work for a tech company or start a tech company. If I was going to start one, uh, there's a Bear County Innovation Fund. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. So number one, I think what you'll find is, uh, at least in me, <laughs> but I think the majority of the court, one of the most aggressive communities for wanting your business. And if not the, if, if not the most aggressive in, in the United States, we have put together a million dollar uh, innovation fund uh, where that can be utilized for a variety of things for your business. It can help with uh, growth in terms of jobs. It can help with apprenticeships if you need to have uh, interns that get experience on the job. If you uh, present to the court a plan for uh, that, we can help fund that. It can, it can also help uh, with respect to even high schools, getting teachers or college districts with the certifications uh, you need, uh, let's say, for example, you have a government contract, and uh, you know they require your employees to have uh, CompTIA or you know Network Plus or Security Plus, and and you find that the pipeline of teachers and schools uh, is not what it ought to be. We can, if you come with a partnership with schools and things of that nature put together, we can help underwrite it. Um, we want you to work collaboratively because no offense one thing we've seen in the tech world is that sometimes folks are interseen in other words everybody's trying to one up the other sometimes it's one up on uh, stealing employees <laughs> because the talent is so scarce uh, other times it's just one up by ego set sake and it's weird for us as elected officials uh, that we, we we're not used to seeing business people as competitive and, and, and I'm just gonna say backstabbing as, as we have seen in the tech industry. So we're trying to get the tech industry to work together more. So typically when an application is made, it will have at least three partners that are working together because that gives us a signal that this there is some consensus in the tech industry that the program or the business that is coming before us is doing something that will have a greater good for our community. So. Um, that's part of our success in Bear County. This city of San Antonio had the number one GDP growth in the United States of cities with two million uh, or more population. So I think um, if you want a place that's business friendly, that will help you grow, uh, won't get in your way and moves fast, the Innovation Fund, uh, amongst others in tax abatements and other, other uh, incentives is available to you. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is a, a message that I think many folks don't hear from their elected officials across the country. So I appreciate it and I appreciate the uh, growth focus that the county has on um, because we're already, if you especially go up through your district, some of those cities are the fastest growing cities in America uh, already. And in many places, they view growth as evil. They view growth as it's changing us. It's going to make us a different place. And uh, I think growth has a lot of opportunity that it can bring us and in, in, uh, it from a I've seen here as a business owner this is a, a great collaborative community in, unless we adopt a Chinese sterilization policy we're gonna grow as a country yeah. growth is happening uh, it's gonna be here so we have to get ready for it and we want to help you yeah so going uh, through we'll uh, 
after the break here, talk uh, a little bit more specifically, diving into some of the cybersecurity aspects and things. Uh, we're joined this week on Cyber Talk Radio by County Commissioner Tommy Calvert, and uh, we will be back here with you in just a moment. Welcome back to Cyber Talk Radio. I'm joined this week by County Commissioner Tommy Calvert. And, uh, we talked all about what a county commissioner is and everything uh, before the break. If you missed that half of the program, we will be up in a rebroadcast and replay online via iTunes Podcast, Pocket Cast, and YouTube on uh, next Tuesday. So look for that on the Cyber Talk Radio website, www.cybertalkradio.com. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us, uh, Tommy. And uh, I think this half of the program, we can dive into everything cyber going cool. on here in Bear County. Yeah, so, it'll be a, a shallow dive for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll do my best. So, <laughs> two foot. Two I'm foot, in the two foot pool. Two, two foot pool. <laughs> so, uh, during the break, we were, were chatting. And uh, so, you also have a radio program. Mm -hmm, and, yeah. uh, so, uh, we've covered artificial intelligence before here mm -hmm. on Cyber Talk Radio and kind of the security indications of that. Mm. So, you said you were doing something with. Artificial intelligence yeah, on your I, radio program. I, I had a, a DJ who came to me and said, you know, I've programmed uh, a uh, what could be the world's first artificial intelligent uh, DJ named Denise. And so uh, we, uh, and, and, you know, Denise is one good-looking DJ, I got to tell you. So we did the world's first artificial uh, intelligent DJ broadcast, which now is actually making its way uh, into uh, radio stations uh, across the uh, nation and the world. Uh, you know, it can pick up, uh, let's say, you know, RSS feeds or other breaking news, uh, weather, and, and so on and so forth. And uh, it was already tough for DJs, but uh, that that's the world of the future. I always I always tell folks now, look, in all seriousness, there there may not be enough jobs if your skill qualifications because of robotics and because of technology. And so it's very smart for people to transition into those careers, and that's. Um, part of the reason why I worked with the Greater Chamber of Commerce to uh, get a curriculum that our school districts could hand off, particularly for cybersecurity. So I had uh, Hong Dang from FedITC and Major General Flowers uh, come to me right after uh, I was elected. And they said, you know, Tommy, a lot of the schools are doing some good things with respect to uh, computer classes, but they're not getting necessarily the certifications that many of the employers in San Antonio need. Uh, and uh, if they would do a background check in particular for the cybersecurity world, uh, you know, I would start these folks off at $35,000 without even a college degree. Yeah. Uh, and within five years, they'd be making about $100,000 at my company. And I thought about how transformative that would be for the families in my precinct. You know, I'm blessed to represent areas like King William, but I also represent the inner city 
and a lot of impoverished neighborhoods. And um, so I went to work and I asked the Greater Chamber of Commerce, uh, who has a program here called SA Works, to try to get people work experience, to uh, hire a teacher to develop a curriculum, which they did. And we brought the superintendents. I have in my in my precinct. I have ten, we have 17 school districts across our county. Uh, I have 10 of the 17 in my precinct. But I, I asked all of the of the school superintendents to participate, and so 15 of the 17 did. And they made a uh, the, the Greater Chamber made a curriculum uh, for CompTIA and Network Plus, Security Plus, and that way it can work its way through their curricular committees and um, be implemented. But the gap now is following through at the board level because I'm not sure that many school board members really understand how important technology jobs are going to be in the future because you know there was no such thing as a cyber warrior uh, when I was going and I'm I'm the young young side of elected official I'm 36 I'm on the young side and so you got to educate leaders at the top to keep uh, the operational plan moving to uh, keep an eye on the superintendents in the schools because my vision is every high school in Bear County has multiple teachers able to teach a variety of the, of the, of the tech programs. I saw that in Seattle. We've seen it in the Eagle Ford when, when we got the Eagle Ford shell uh, in counties neighboring us. They actually developed curriculum specific to the jobs of the Eagle Ford. So, um, you know, if we want to be uh, in this, I, I don't just see our competition as cities and benchmarking in America. I have an international relations economics background. So, uh, you know, you may know I, I ran a global human rights organization that uh, fought slavery and genocide around the world. So I've traveled the world and I look at our competitiveness from a global city structure. And I'm highly competitive. And I want our city to be where it ought to be. You yeah. know, when I moved here from Boston, I felt we were about 10 years behind technologically. And so, and I'm not even a tech person, uh, but my, my leadership in me says, we have to uh, expose families to these careers because a lot of families may say, oh no son, no, no daughter, don't, don't, I don't know what, what is that cyber thing, what are you talking about? So we have to do a marketing campaign, you know, in a city that's 76.9% minority where there hasn't, we have yeah. frankly one of the worst digital divides, we're in the top 10 in digital divides. I looked at spatial maps of internet usage by city, top 30 cities. We were the worst. In areas south of Hildebrand, the southern sector, there was only 20 to 40 percent internet usage. North side of our city, 80, 90 plus percent. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see any other city in the United States with as low usage as we find in the east, south, and west side. So we have to market these careers. Um, and because if we don't, we'll, we'll get left behind in the information technology era. Yeah, and, and preach the success stories. I think McNair Middle School is probably in your district. Um, it's a southwest ISD. No, no, no. that's yeah, that's not. No. Uh, that's in Commissioner Rodriguez's is district. Yeah, so they, they've got a, a national. Southwest does a great job, that district. Yeah, with a, a, a Coach Maldonado there, Cyber Patriot. They've got yeah. eighth graders now getting a Security Plus certification and, um, and competing nationally. Uh, with that them. cyber patriot and uh so we're getting some of these examples out here and i think we've got to highlight those or what they're doing over at the business career school if you wanted to learn more about that education and cyber patriot 
Uh, we've had on uh, Coach Guerrero as well from Business Career School over there with Holmes High School. Yeah. Uh, and you can listen to those on our uh, past episodes via YouTube or uh, iTunes podcast. And um, we need to get that out in front of all the rest of the school boards to see the success right. there. Because in those areas, uh, one of the things we also had on uh, uh, Johnny, who uh, Carrero now teaches at Open Cloud Academy here, and he started uh, the program actually over as a teacher at Holmes. And his thing to get the, the kids going there is that these kids would graduate from the program and he would ask them to come back a year yeah. later with their new Camaro. That's right. And you pull that new Camaro in the parking lot and then he would walk What'd his kids What'd you do, out. dude? Yeah. You selling something? Yeah. No. No. I'm working at a tech company. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and all of a sudden then uh, the parents get on board yep. and everybody else is like, Coach Maldonado's had some problems where kids initially, um, his because they do Cyber Patriot on Saturdays and his uh, some parents there said, my kids work on Saturday. Like we've right. got family business. We've got family stuff that they need to do working for us so that we can pay our rent on Saturdays. After they started to see what the Cyber Patriot program was doing, the parents figured out how to get the kids into it. Great story. And stay, stay with it because it's one where, I mean, they're getting a security plus as an eighth grader. They'll probably get out of high school with Cisco certifications with a whole bunch of stuff and they'll immediately be employable mm-hmm. here in town if they'd like to stay or yeah. if, if they decide choose to enlist they'll go straight into an IT job maybe at the Air Force they could end mm-hmm. up right back here in town at the 24th or 25th mm-hmm. yeah I have I mean, shout out to them I happen to be the honorary civilian commander of the 12th flying wing so I uh, get to work uh, which is over the 24th and 25th and uh, so I get a chance to work with our uh, uh, various uh, uh, cyber folks and uh, their drone folks and uh, those who are uh, fighting ISIS in Iraq and all kinds of uh, missions. So uh, you're right. These are very important. And in fact, um, Janie Gonzalez from Webhead and I have been um, flushing out a marketing plan. Um, you know, Janie is a, another tech techpreneur. Is that a, is that techpreneur? Is that a, is that a good, good word? Okay. Uh, she's an entrepreneur in tech, and uh, you know, she has a, had a marketing component of her of her business and. You know, being that she's a Latina woman, I think she understands the majority culture here in this city and some of the um, cultural barriers of how to market to them uh, because, you know, we want that majority of the population. And the tech world is having a conversation about diversity in tech as it is. And I think San Antonio and Bear County can and should be a leader in diversity with respect to these jobs. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, I, I really... I hope that we can we can permeate those success stories, uh, not just in Southwest and in North Side, but in East Central and San Antonio Independent School District in particular, because it's the heart school district, Northeast uh, ISD, and uh, uh, so many others that um, I mean every like I said every high school ought to have multiple teachers that are teaching this. A lot of the things that uh, they're teaching in schools, I mean, they're just not gonna get you jobs. It do, you know, don't amount to la-di-da, and I hate, you know, I'm a former teacher, so I feel like I can say that. Um, but I just really think that the school district leadership, principals, you know, maybe we, we sit down and have a conference with uh, some of the principals, school district leaders, as well as counselors, because I think a lot of counselors they, they don't know, okay, in Bear County, what are the top 50 jobs that are hiring? Yeah. Well, we all know in information technology, there are a myriad of openings and a lot of movement. Uh, you know, we've got, you know, I'd like to see our gaming community uh, grow. I went to the museum in, in Seattle and uh, 
I can't think of the name of it, but everybody who's been up to Seattle knows it's a very great mu- museum, and uh, it, it, it talked, it educated me on gaming. And so then I uh, met one of, I have a PR firm, and one of my uh, videographers and graphic designers, uh, Brandon Fawcett, he was uh, working on uh, the Cube there, and uh, I just was blown away by uh, what we're doing and, and would love to see more. And I think that for a lot of uh, minority children in particular, they are kinesthetic learners, which means they learn by seeing it, touching it, kicking it, doing it. Yeah. And so when you can apply technology and hands-on stuff for particularly uh, maybe uh, attention deficit kids who the theory and things go over their heads, doesn't seem practical, but getting them practically to understand the back-end functions of how their games work or how uh, the computer program works. I mean, the innovation that could be started, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where I first learned computer programming because I, I was playing games as a kid. And there were some of these games where you, you have to go, well, they call it grinding, where, like, you've got to go do some repetitive thing to get gold to buy your next upgrade. And I wanted to figure out, it was like, man, I could like do the same task over and over 400 times. Or if I could just write software that would do it, then I can go do something else and then come back and it'll be done. So that was the way I first learned programming was to script my activities in the game so that I could just do that task repetitively. And that's what software does. It takes something that you need to do um, in a consistent, repeatable manner and automates it for you. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's a great Shout way to get Shout out to all our involved. OCD people. Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> As we, uh, yeah, I mean, here in San Antonio, we've got a great startup, Merge VR, that's built the uh, the first uh, holographic uh, object. So, like, you can hold yeah. this cube in your hand, and then because of the way the software works with it, you could make it look like a pineapple, or you could make it look like a fighter jet, yep. or whatever else, all sorts of things. So, yep. um, I think as they get those software developer kits out, I'd love to. Uh, maybe we'll sponsor one, figure out how to get some down here at Geekdom and uh, in a way that kids can come in and experience those. And, and for those that can't afford to buy the software development kit themselves, uh, a way to come do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a really uh, a great uh, thing. And, and to display it, you know, even somewhere along the streetscape of Houston as, uh, you know, people are walking and uh, have uh, their minds open to some of the possibilities I think would be good. Yeah, the Girls Inc. as well. Maybe I'll, I'll talk to them as, about getting that into some of their summer programs. So it is uh, one of the other uh, education initiatives that we've had some conversation about here and I'm involved with is the Cast Tech High School. So San Antonio and by ISD. The, by, the, by the way, I love everything everybody's doing from Code Up and Cyber Texas, Project Quest, etc. Uh, I just am a big believer that it it we all need to help them scale up times 10 yeah because if we do if if we do have the pipeline of local talent from our schools having these programs then i can go to visa who's getting hacked and sony when the north koreans hack them and and i can say put your cyber centers in san antonio uh, we've got a lot of we, we've got a, a nice mix but it could be even stronger if we get you know we could be from number 2 to number one on the private sector end, and that's really my goal in 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 not only helping families locally, but also just keeping us competitive. And we know those are industries that will be around forever, much like the military. Yeah, uh, it's a very safe economic bet that uh, data protection, cyber protection, is going to be around. 
Yeah. So if you're a, a chief security officer out there at a Fortune 500, uh, what I think I just heard Commissioner Calvert and just double check me here is said that you should open up a division of your security operations in San Antonio. Well, actually, let's strike that. In Precinct 4, I'll be your bootleg realtor. We're going to get you a beautiful place in my precinct. Perfect. Yeah. And, and shout out to UCIA and SA and everybody else. We'll be happy to keep this going. Yeah, and I think that, that gets you a couple of benefits. Is One, that there's, uh, as you heard us talk about this whole program, about talent and workforce development here. Um, I don't have um, any difficulty hiring cybersecurity professionals for my company. Uh, we can uh, get local talent here, and, and that's not something that most folks uh, in executive hiring roles say about cybersecurity talent. And then the second thing is, it creates an opportunity for you to uh, collaborate in both public and private. So information sharing these days is critical to success in cybersecurity. We've got the 24th and 25th Air Force here. We've got FBI Cyber. Mm -hmm. We have NSA here. And um, those agencies do collaborate with the private sector. Now, there's uh, one other thing we need to work on together, though, Brett. Yes. In Maryland, where we have, you know, that D.C., Maryland, Baltimore uh, corridor, the, the NSA has a million dollars in scholarships uh, to help send to school folks in cyber uh, security. I want to get that same million dollar program for Bear County and San Antonio residents. So we need to come together as a business and government community and work to make a pitch because I think we're ready, you know, to offer that shiny object and with the CAS school yeah. and others coming on board, um, it's good timing. Yeah, no, I I like it. And uh, you didn't know I looked under the hood like this in your industry, did you? No, I do my own research. I, I I knew we would learn quite a bit by having you on this week, which is a. Uh, I'm surprised. Try, tried to. I thought I was going to be in the kiddie pool. No, I didn't think I was doing a deep dive. So no, this is good, and uh, I'm out of my comfort zone a little bit. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But I, hey, I'm willing to go back to school and get. I mean, I'll be a cyber warrior, you, make, make you, good money. I'd, yeah, I'll do it. UTSA, I'm uh, ready. One of the the top cyber programs. Send me to Project in, Quest, in, whatever it takes. I'm ready in the entire country. So yeah, yeah you so you just mentioned Project Quest, with mm -hmm. another one we haven't even talked about yet. Sorry, I didn't get to crack jokes anymore. I did no. it on my radio show for years. So yeah. pardon me for enjoying myself it's, a, a it's good so and if i offended anybody who's ocd don't write brett write me at the courthouse yeah so it's a bear.org b-e-x-a-r.org you can find uh, the email to commissioner yeah. calvert's office yeah, on the them. website i'll take them yeah uh so project quest what's what's that one all about this is a program that uh has been around for a number of years uh helping uh with skilled trade uh experience so they do uh now cyber uh, certifications, but they've done healthcare uh, and a number of uh, major industries that are uh, flourishing in San Antonio and Bear County. And I'm just really proud that the commissioner's court allocated $50,000 uh, for scholarships to help uh, that particular program. A lot of veterans, we hope, will take advantage of that uh, scholarship award. It's a very nice, logical connection to go from serving in our armed forces uh, being able to pass those background checks uh, and uh, with the myriad of jobs we have uh, off of Petrenko and Calabra there and the NSA and everywhere else around town. Yeah. Uh, it is a smart bet for you to have a really great future. Now, and uh, we've, we've got the Open Cloud Academy here upstairs from us in this building that's helping uh, our uh, veterans that decide to, to come out to mm -hmm. go ahead and get that CISSP certification, which is if you've got a background clearance um, and you have a CISSP, 
Um, I'd love for you to stay in San Antonio and there's lots of jobs for you here, but you can basically write your own ticket to anywhere you want to work in the whole world at that point. You bet. We want you to take advantage. And the, and the court supports all these organizations. Uh, Open Cloud, uh, you know, I mean, we, we're we're on it. You know, if you, if you communicate, and, and let me just say that, I'll use this uh, show for those uh, in the community, like Capture RX, for example, uh, they were going to potentially move because they felt like they hadn't gotten any love. Well, we didn't know. I mean, you know, we have a half million constituents and thousands, and so we don't necessarily know all of the businesses that are making those kinds of decisions. But as soon as we heard, we offered a, a I mean, I think the city and the county gave them somewhere around a 90% tax abatement and uh, offered money uh, for the innovation fund because they're gonna grow like three, 400 jobs. Yeah. Uh, and we're happy to help uh, grow those jobs. Yes, yeah, this is uh, one where we've we've got a ton of great stuff going on. It's like Webhead that you mentioned. They've been in town, I think, for 15 years now, maybe 17 least, years. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe more. It's one of these uh, homegrown tech companies and when we get, a, a a good amount of this because they do a, a fair amount of work for different three-letter agencies and a lot of those folks because of the work that they do for those um, agencies don't go out and toot their own horn uh, this is is one where i think as a community and uh, some of the folks out at port of san antonio have done a pretty good job of trying to collect up stats about this and um, the edf i think here in san antonio has has gone to try to get some stats around where we can say now that we're the number two uh, concentration of cybersecurity talent outside of the uh, Washington, D.C. metro area. And, I mean, that metro's got a lot of people. One of the, the ones I'm actually curious and uh, doing some digging number homework on this, but if you look at on a per capita basis, do we actually have more cyber going on here than they do up there? I'm not sure yet, but it might be close. It's it's close, and, uh, you know, if Calvert has his way, we're going to be up beating everybody. We're gonna, and beat down uh, Shanghai. Yeah, we're not careful. So, <laughs> and by the way, I did go to China, working to try to improve our downtown. Uh, working on a hundred and forty million dollar condo, the Arts Residence and uh, Thompson Hotel, which is going to be next to the Tobin here. Uh, it'll be the nicest residence and nicest apartment complex. Uh, uh, excuse me, nicest hotel uh, and uh, and condo rather uh, in downtown San Antonio and. Uh, I got a warning from my Yahoo that I was a attempted hack from China, so I might need your help, Brad. You may, yeah. So uh, I didn't know. So I, there was a professor on the plane, and he told me he said, he said I I take a different computer when I'm in China because they always try to go after us, and so. You know, China, sure. I'm, I'm trying to foster good relationships. I'm no spy. I'm no. not doing anything wrong. Yeah, so speak, Leave me alone. Speaking of that project, so you, you announced that project at a luncheon I was at yeah. that was talking about venture funding cool, in San Antonio. It? Yeah. it was a great lunch. So, yeah. yeah, Can you give our listeners just kind of a, your two-minute recap of uh, what was that luncheon all about and why so, did you organize it? As a small business owner, I certainly recognize uh, access to capital is really important. And uh, particularly when you have um, tech uh, you know, um, and, and the information technology economy and healthcare, uh, which often needs venture capital, you know, angel donors, uh, um, you know, scale up capital. I mean, there, there's, there's so much need uh, for capital as you go maybe through R&D and other kinds of innovations. And um, it, it, had, it had disappointed me that I'd seen Austin do $750 million, at least that was traceable, and San Antonio do $50 million. Yeah. So my compet, I told you I was competitive. My competitive uh, dander gets a little ruffled, yeah. and uh, I decided to 
put a panel together of both tech and healthcare, pharmaceutical body, you know, put them all together and say, uh, what's the deal and how can we uh, improve the situation? So it's just a beginning conversation. I'd like to see it uh, move into something more substantive. Now, what I will say is this. I believe those communities have to organize themselves in a stronger way to let the elected bodies and come together in a stronger way uh, than they have. So that's my challenge to those of you who were in the audience to, to get better organized and be able to, to take your pitch uh, because I think there are people who want to help. Yeah. No, there are. No. So this was one of my shout outs from uh, that attending that event was if you're going to start a medical devices company, you're doing medical device R&D. God bless you, by the way. Yes. It's, it's hard work. It's hard work. Jeez. It's great stuff. You absolutely need to have a chief security officer right away. You need to have cybersecurity for that medical device because the things that are going to be coming out over the next decade, they're all going to be connected to the Internet in some way. And uh, it's one thing if you've your laptop's not secured and somebody puts a new best desktop background on it. It's another one if your um, pacemaker's not secured and somebody hacks into that. So um, I think with the, the mix of cyber talent and healthcare talent we have here with uh, things that Commissioner Calvert mentioned uh, before the break, uh, we've got the right ingredients to be the number one market for cyber and especially cyber related to all this medical device and medical R&D. We will protect you from Vladimir Putin's uh, hacking. We will do everything we can. There we go. Yep. So, Commissioner Calvert by himself. No. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us this week. And you can uh, go get back to Cyber Ninja Warrior now. Not Cyber Ninja Warrior. <laughs> it's just Ninja Warrior, yeah. right? Yeah, I better put my shorts on for that. Yeah. Yes. So, well. Uh, thank one. you for, the, uh, for, for doing this show and what you have brought to the community in terms of jobs and exposure and uh, look forward to helping you promulgate that across many many avenues yeah it's wonderful we're gonna work to tell the story of all of the cyber security activities and companies here around town so if you've not been on the program yet uh, go to www.cybertalkradio.com and uh, fill out a request form for us